Welcome to the Sparkle Pod, Move It Mama's safe haven for our weekly waffly chats. An avenue for us to answer listener questions, connect more with our members and shed light on our weekly ebbs and flows. If you want to work out with us, join us at moveitmama.co.nz and if you like our podcast, please hit like and subscribe. Hello, here we go again. This time I come to you from the sweaty sunshine coast where finally my kids are back in school and order is nearly restored. It has been a busy but amazing but also very long holiday period for the Fongs. After my amazing trip to Christchurch, I am feeling every bit invigorated about all things Move It Mama and have lots going on in my brain, making me excited to crack on with the working year. So today I'm joined by Jess, as per, and we're back again to chat. We'll touch back on our 2024 goals, as we had mentioned, although we won't drag this out for too long as we know it's not everyone's cuppa, perhaps not even ours. We'll always talk about habits to get back into exercise, oh sorry, we'll otherwise talk about habits to get back into exercise routine after the holidays and try to answer one question we got asked which was, how do we stop listening to diet culture when we need to lose weight? A huge question and a tricky one, but one that we're happy to chat through. Let's get going. Hi, Jessie. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I think technology is a bit of a pain sometimes, though. So, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm all good. How are you? Mm, good. Yeah. Um, good. You yes. know how we're supposed to be talking about our goals? I, like, literally don't have any. So that's what, in, that, in your intro, you mentioned whether it's not even our cup of tea. Like... I, yeah, I think I'm influenced by other people who do very specific, um, you know, goal setting procedures Yeah, and think that I should be the same way. Okay. So my goals are always quite merged into like the same thing as I have a goal every day, just to like feel my best today, do whatever I can today to feel good and, and continue that throughout the year. Yeah, I know. Is that know. so lame? Like, should I be having these marathon goals and triathlon goals? My goal is to try and restore my knee to a yeah. point where I can possibly jog to a lamppost. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, to each their own, right? You know, we've done goals before in the past and we've done a little, we've done a session on goal setting when we did our one and only retreat. Mm-hmm. And we talked about like a lot of people have these massive goals and then it's kind of daunting because often they're not achieved. So you feel like you failed. Mm. So I think it's really important that if you do want to have some goals, they need to be sustainable, measurable and achievable because we want to feel good by achieving them, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why I kind of brought it up in our first episode of the year is because it's the time of year that people do get like a real sense of motivation and a kick up their own bum. Like they do feel motivated to do things. So they are thinking about those sorts of things and, Mm. and they're motivated to do things well, to make themselves feel good or whatever it might be. Um, And I think, but then on the flip side, people go too hard too soon and then they don't do anything about what they wanted to do in the first two weeks of January. And then it's gone, mm. and then they end up feeling. Like, what kind of goals are these people setting? Like, what do you, what do you, is it because we, is it more like a fitness? Like, I'm going to work out four times a week every week because that kind of goal to me, I've it's, so inbred and yeah, embedded, embedded yeah, yeah, I know me, that I don't have I know. that goal. You know, no, I know, yeah. So, are these um, the goals people are talking about? You do think? Well, it could be anything, but I mean, I suppose with the nature of what we talk about, it's we're probably alluding to that kind of thing, eh? Mm. And I think. Like that question that you mentioned that we got asked, how do you stop listening to diet culture when you need to lose weight? I think we don't shy away from talking about weight loss, but we do, we're big advocates for exercising, not just for weight loss, but weight loss is probably very realistically a goal for many people. Mm. I think the key here is to focus on, take away like, the weight loss component, even though say if you are somebody that wants to lose weight, the key here, and I'm taking myself back to after I had the fourth baby. Are you answering the diet culture question or no? Well, kind of. We're morphed into that sort of a. Okay. Um, I think the key here is that you need to focus on the power that your workout gives you for that day, the feeling that your workout gives you for that day, the, the sort of little inner sparkle, the inner confidence 
and you focus on how it makes you feel to then continue being disciplined to exercise throughout the weeks. And then because you're so feeling so good about your exercise regime and you're finding that confidence, you'll also probably, it's a domino effect of like wanting to fuel your body with water and nutritious food. So then after a while, you will see maybe a change of your weight. Mm -hmm. But it's really important not to go like, I'm just going to work out this many times a week and not eat anything shitty and I'm going to lose weight. Like we just don't want to, like we don't want to have that in your head. Yeah, this is something totally unsustainable and something really far-fetched for by comparison to your current existence or something, right? Like yeah, the, the change is too drastic to go, I'm going to do five times a week and not eat any shit. Like that's too big a goal, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I remember sort of back when after I had the fourth baby, I every pregnancy I gained, and I know people don't really, because it's so far away, so far gone now, but every pregnancy I gained over 20 kgs. And I remember the fourth one, obviously, and that's no problem. Like, it's fine. I didn't, uh, that's just my body. I, it wasn't like I went and smashed Big Macs every day. In the first pregnancy, I did have Big Macs every weekend. Mm. But um, it's just the way my body was. I always gained more weight. Like I wasn't one of those just little belly persons, you know, but I remember using, uh, it was back then, okay, I need to exercise today because that's going to give me a sense of empowerment. And then in the little birdie in the back of my head was going, and it will be really good for my body as well, like my actual figure. But mm. like my main view of it was because it was going to give me some kind of confidence. And I needed that confidence because I was just feeling so shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're getting better as a, like on a whole of, well, you see more and more fitness people talking about the benefits to exercise other than weight management or weight loss. Eh? So it's like talked about more exercise for the feeling and stuff. Mm. You've been seeing it for seven years, but um, more, you do see more and more people talking to that. But I think the hardest part is when, and we don't, you, you we know we know how this feels to some degree because we've been perhaps a bit overweight post babies, right? But I, I would first point out the fact that maybe we don't know fully how it understands because we've never really been considerably overweight otherwise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but I feel like the real hard shift to make is to stop, is to somehow no matter what the diet what diet culture is mm -hmm. feeding you is to stop putting the two together food and exercise together like they are mutually exclusive of one another the exercise on its own isn't going to make no. you lose weight yeah food is really important but trying to oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say but trying to do these things, change your behaviors when it comes and your habits when it comes to exercise and food for reasons other than just what it will do to your weight to help you get a real positive relationship to both of those things, to learn to love food for what it can do to how it can make you feel, to learn to like exercise for how it can make you feel and not just like this language of, fuck, I've got to work out this shit, this food sucks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, a, um, and then work them together nicely. Like, you know, yeah. you, know how you said you, they're different, yeah. but also you will get to the point where it's like a little relationship between the two, yeah. a positive relationship between the two. Yeah. And, and you'll get to the fact where you actually crave to feel that positivity within those two little relationships, you know, those two yeah. big things. Yeah. I think for so long it's been like, oh, what a drag I have to work out. Oh, I have to be on this diet to lose weight. Like you don't, yeah, you can shift your mindset somehow, but I think that's super hard to do when it's probably really, we're not considerably overweight. So that does feel even more monumental when you are really overweight, I imagine, to try to work mm. out, to try to eat mm. better. Like there's a bigger gap to mm. getting to that position. So it's really hard. But one point I would really massively make is like just mindful consumption in regards to diet culture. Like it's the same as me. I watch too much rubbish on Instagram. Lately, I've been fed 
young girls who are like first year of high school doing get ready with me's and I don't know what you're watching it and I get and I sit there and I think why am I watching this and why am I being fed it yeah that's so funny like I've never been fed that am I going to get fed that now oh my god and but my point is like mindful consumption is so important it's very difficult to escape diet culture but you can I think choose who you follow or who you read what you read and so on which was helpful would Mm. be helpful and try and like the the best thing about this is that you're if you're listening to this you're willing to learn like I think that a lot of people possibly that are in you know not feeling good about themselves and their body maybe they're overweight or whatever I think that maybe they continue with that kind of blind eye approach like I'm I'm that's just me I'm done you know like I've got but I think it's really important to actually go hang on a second I can actually do something about this and I'm open to learn how to um trust and go forward with my body and my brain and try and get it into a more positive state of mind um I think if you like as you said Jess it's hard for us because we haven't been considerably overweight but I think it's really important to know that everybody has an opportunity to change your mind, change the mindset. Like it's, you're not like you've got one body and it's not too late and it's time to start learning and listening and really trying hard to understand how you can make some positive changes and healthy changes. Yeah. And it's really hard and um, I was reminded of this actually a few days ago. I was like, uh, on one hand, you know, when it comes to people having a wine with a packet of chips, like you only live once, let's have the wine and the packet of chips. Like there's a real conflict there for me because I'm on both sides. I'm like, yeah, you only live once. I freaking love a packet of sour cream and chives, wakachangi or whatever they're called. Like, mm. you oh, know, you don't get those here. Yeah. but. Also, you've only got one body. Look after it. Don't do that. You know, yeah. there's a but there is a balance there. But I think I think in all, um, we've got we've, we've as a society, there are so many habits and things that we're kind of um conditioned to do that don't have our health at the forefront, you know, and so we can rewire ourselves a little bit. I would say, though, for some people, I'm sure they feel they've tried everything and can't get anywhere and they're stuck in a big rut. And I would say to them, seek help. Like there there are probably people who could help you if you are feeling that way. Yeah. There's the other spectrum as well of like um, decluttering your lifestyle. Like stress puts a lot of, pressure mm, stretch mm-hmm. puts a lot of pressure on your body and it and so like like look at your lifestyle look at your daily like grind and where can you kind of take it a bit easier in certain situations uh, like it's, it's interesting a lot of for me because mm. I've just spent the, a month with my um you know my father-in-law and his wife and stuff and and they're not highly active and it's and I was trying so hard to get them active and like Dan was trying to and it's just interesting to I just feel like again they're sort of in that point where they think that oh they they're too far gone they can't do it and it's like I don't know quite how to like I can't it's not up to me I can't do any more to help them but you know just the morning routine is such a pivotal part of our life and like if you are a really early to work person you know you've got to get to the office by six o'clock or something like that obviously that's really difficult for you to try and get your morning routine but say if you have to leave the house at 7 30 maybe get up at 5 30 in the morning and go for a walk if you if that's what you want to do um you, like I've I've re I've implemented a new sort of regime for my morning routine which I'm was excited to actually talk to you about Jess I've put my phone charger out here so I don't have my phone in my room anymore at eight o'clock. I put my phone on charge out here and then I go into my bedroom. And so I'm not looking at my phone until I come into here. Now, um, I when I wake up, I, I say I'm grateful for my bed. I'm grateful in my head. I say I'm grateful for my bed. I'm grateful for my pillow. I'm grateful for the this, this sleep. And then I take do some deep breaths. 
and like then I will go to the toilet and then I will drink you know drink some water or whatever and then I'll get my phone I didn't really say but I just put on a you know did my exercise so that's like a tiny and that was at 5 15 this morning that mm-hmm. this has started mm-hmm. and like granted I'm not zooming off to the office at 7 30 but even if I kind of was doing that I still think it's a hugely beneficial little tool that you can put into your lifestyle to try and make your day better and you feel better about yourself going forward. So then you feel your body with good choices and you know, you've done a bit of exercise. So that just, it all is a bit of an effect, mm-hmm. but, but it's hard to, there's only so much we can do, but as I said earlier, it's about learning. It's about like opening your eyes and opening your ears. And, and if you want to make a change, you can do it. Yeah. I think, you know, it's hard for us to exercise where in, you know, um of a very regular sized body with we're at a level of fitness, etc. And it's still hard to motivate ourselves to exercise and to make good food choices sometimes. The food, yeah, as you as you've said already, the domino effect makes that easier. Like to mm. if you are regularly exercising, just by default you feel better about yourself and therefore want to just eat better but I'm just recognizing the fact that like it's real hard even as a fit person to I know. exercise so, so it must be super hard for other yeah. people that aren't really yeah. in the zone yeah. also like sore muscles do I really want to do that but I'll get sore muscles and so there's a mm. lot of barriers and even mm. like Dan like has barriers around it too like he did a 5k run on Saturday his mm. legs are still sore so there's no way he can go for a bike or do anything like that and mm. I'm like well you can like mm. but he yeah. just is like it's so, you know, it's hard if, but what we're answering this question, because clearly this person wants to get some help with this, you know, yeah. there are people out there that just don't want that help that, that aren't, that aren't in the right zone right now. And that is okay. But yeah. The people yeah. that are kind of finding they're interested and in it's peaking them to like go, yeah, I think I need to make some changes. You know, we are there to help you as well. And yeah reach yeah. out yeah like in short I don't honestly just say stop listening to it like the answer to the question is just to stop listening to it to diet culture it's yeah. really hard to get away from it but you can do some things to mindfully and consciously get away from it but um I'd also like summarize by being like you know t- start taking steps don't make those steps so drastic but the well, that's what I mean, like wake up 20 minutes earlier, set your alarm. Yeah, and I yeah. just going back to the other point we were going to discuss today, habits to get back into exercise, which we did do a post about to answer, but I thought we could talk about it more. Like I know everybody is time poor. Most people are quite time poor. And I know it's way harder for some people to exercise and fit that in. But I do really quite frankly believe that most people could find a window a few times a week or make some adjustments in order to do that Mm. I was chatting with my um little uh, my brother-in-law he's 17 this year and I said can you not get up a bit earlier to do this and he's like oh it's not that easy and I was like felt like going like what do you mean like it's not that easy what why but like there was such a mental block in his head and so I needed to tread carefully. Like, I don't want to make him feel bad about it or anything. But like, it, yeah, it's really interesting because when you, we might be talking to people right now that are like, it's just not that easy. But it's about changing your mindset as well. Like, you, we've all got choices. Like, I listened to um, my um, empowerment coach, therapist, on a reel yesterday saying like, it, if it's to be, it's up to me. Like, we we, we can all change. It's as simple you, as it is, yeah. Well, you can't change, to change, you've got to change yourself. You can't change other people to change you. You've got to change yourself. It's up to you. If it's to be, it's up to me. Mum always said that, you know, and you just have to hone into that. If it's to be, it's up to me. Yeah. Yep. Um, Yeah. I have to change some things soon because I'm going to have to start running for quite a long run and I'm going to have to get up and go in the dark soon so that'll be interesting because that means first of all I have to go to bed earlier than I do a lot of the time that's a change why why do you have to go to bed earlier because I go to bed too late 
Yeah, but what's that going to do for you if you go to bed earlier? Like, I'm just yeah. pointing this out, the obvious. Why yeah, do you need well, to go to bed earlier? Sleep is fundamental to your health, yeah. so just yeah. get more hours. And if um, you are a breastfeeding mother or a mother that is awake a lot with your children, um, we have been there and we, we uh, you know, like, mm. I know how that feels, but just know that this is a season in your life. Mm. Just mm-hmm. putting it out there. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's another kettle of fish. But still, if you want to feel better about yourself, this is the thing as well. It's like, I feel like I sing this tune all the time, but like, and so do you. If if you want to feel better about yourself and if you, it's not just going to be a 12-week block of exercise and a 12-week diet, it's going to be a lifestyle and things you can do and sustain for life. So 12 weeks while it might help reset you and motivate you and get you on like some sort of a wagon whatever you do in that 12 weeks should be something you could literally do forever because otherwise well like give or take some tweaks right because otherwise it just won't be successful Mm. there's so much to talk about this eh? yeah anyway go yeah um well well, I was going to go back to that habits to get back to exercise but we've kind of we've kind of somehow managed to talk about both of those things I reckon in one Mm. I I was just gonna say um I remember when I was doing lots of high intensity thinking oh my god I can't believe I'm gonna have to do this forever and feeling kind of negative about that but I don't feel negative about continuing exercise forever anymore because I've changed my workout regime like I don't do high intensity all the time I know my cycle so well I think that's been a game changer for me and I I was in the shower this morning urging thinking that I wanted to speak on this today like urging people if you do get a period to really really track your cycle because I really think it's been a game changer in my mentality to a lifelong journey of exercise yeah I don't I don't dread it like I know like today you obviously had a glitch with your Facebook so I had to take the high intensity I could have done it back to basic style but I was I know that I'm in a good part of my cycle that I could still push myself and it felt hard but it felt good and I could really feel that I was capable of doing that whereas Mm -hmm. next week I that's not where I'm going to be and that's a real um like it's it's taken away a mental block for me because mm-hmm. I know next week I'm going to be way more gentle with my lead up to my period. And I mm. think that's a bloody game changer because if you're constantly thinking you've got to exercise hardcore round the clock every day of the month or, you know, five times a week, every single week, like that's hard to kind of maintain. So I do think if you are a menstruating woman, I think it's so valid, valuable and incredibly mm, Knowledge valuable. is power. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's really helped me kind of, feel way more positive about exercise I don't I'm not that negative about exercise that much anymore I used to be pretty pretty hard it used to take me a lot of um you know negative talk really before the workout but I think that was because I didn't know my cycle the way I do now yeah I think it allows you or it gives you almost like a like justification for why you're feeling like doing something a bit different and then that that's okay Mm-hmm. because otherwise you'd be like oh why is this so hard today it fucking sucks mm. I'm so weak yeah but then actually you recognize where you are in your cycle because you're not like a robot and yeah. it makes sense and also it just helps with my balance of my hormones as well I think like yeah I think like the, the actual effect of the it. actual um, health reasons behind it as well it's so mm. so important yeah yep okay. um habits to get back into exercise as I said we did talk about that already anyway but um someone commented on that post about Mm. like even that notion of or the idea of forming the habit like your first one was like just get your mat out and just do it like get started because you could even train your habit by just rolling out your mat at 6 a.m and not even doing a workout but if you just mm. did that every day for a did a downward time, dog yep and eventually build on that incrementally and we've talked to Deb about this a while ago you know mm. and like that can be successful like if you're so far away from actually consistently doing workouts start by just getting up and putting on a workout outfit don't do a workout just start mm. and just put your outfit on do that mm. for a month and like mm. then roll your mat for a month you yeah. know and eventually get into it mm. 
sometimes if I'm really like, oh, I cannot be bothered or, you know, I'll roll out my mat and I'll just um, do like a few stretches or downward dogs and then I'll do like a slow press up and then I might find my way into actually doing a bit of move proper Massively, yes. And that's another thing. Like, Like press play. Do the first five minutes and reassess. Be like, yeah, mm. I can keep going today or not. And mm. keep doing that and form that habit, yeah, build up to the habit of doing the I whole think, workout. I think key for me, and not sure if this is applicable to everybody, but key for me is when I'm coming back into exercise, I've had a bit of a lull or I'm not really motivated or disciplined, is to actually choose workouts that I know that I'll quite like. Like I wouldn't go straight into it, like depending on how I'm feeling and where I am with my cycle, but I'll be really mindful about doing a workout that I can achieve and I will feel good about it because I don't want to feel feeling, some success. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do not want to. start a workout and just feel like I can't do this today and then that just puts your mind back a step which is where from the beginning product Mm. preach is Mm. the perfect place for so many people Mm -hmm. I definitely agree yeah bite-sized 10 minutes Mm. and speaking like back to the diet culture thing I think you can get into the state of being that like or this thought process that to do anything of value it has to be a you know this specific workout modality or or like a like a it has to be a 20 minute or 30 minute workout and it has to be weighted or it has to be high intensity you can get thinking based on what you do see that you have to like meet some sort of a standard to actually make it worthwhile but it needn't be like that like you can build on it and if you're going to want to do it for your lifetime, which you will want to if you want to feel good, what is wrong with a really slow, like with, with progress over time? Yeah, the, there's no rush. No, like, I just it's think. It's a lifelong like, journey. Yeah, and all, we're so conditioned now to just getting things real quick and we want results too fast, really. Mm. Um, I'm watching this show at the moment mm-hmm. uh, called... Kelly Co recommended it and it's fucking good. And it is called Gone Blank. Fool Me Once. It's on Netflix. And the main chick. Um, What's it called? Fool Me Once. Oh, you, you remembered. Fool Me Once. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like eight episodes, one series. And there's this like, you know, young teenagers on there. And they're just like, they go to develop a film, a camera film, like an old school camera. And the guy's like, we have extra speedy service. It's ready in one hour. And these little tweens are like, what the fuck? Speedy in one hour? Like, is he kidding? As in that's so slow? You know, like just we're so used to things being immediate. Mm. Like the Kodak developing of the photo camera roll in an hour. That was. Um, well, that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> On the TV show. That's what they were doing. <laughs> I don't doubt. I was thinking. So doubt. Why? We're not deleting that. Fuck. Shame. I was thinking when you were talking about that. Do you know what I was thinking? We haven't had a laugh yet, so this is good. Yeah. What? I was thinking. I don't watch TV. If I got a problem, is there a problem with me? And I can't figure out how to watch TV because I don't have enough time in the day to watch TV. Like so, from you know, from after school to bedtime the kids bedtime yeah and then by eight o'clock I go to my room and read so I don't watch tv and you're above thinking, everyone else yeah no I don't feel like I'm that I'm joking I'm I joking. should how do I watch tv how do I watch this film oh, Kodak you film Kodak the movie the Netflix series is called for me once look you're you are, you're liking and enjoying and really benefiting in the fruits of your labor which is go to bed at eight and read and lights out really early because you get up really early so just don't get don't someone said to me who was it yesterday that oh it's my neighbors and they they are she's got a bloody tattoo of a coffee cup she loves coffee that much she's got a tattoo of a coffee cup and I said what are you doing for coffee these days? <laughs> like, do you have, you have a machine? Eh? He's like, yeah, we have a machine. What beans do you use? I was talking about the beans. And he's like, no, we haven't been buying any lately. We've just like not really been having it. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, we really need to get back into it. And I was like, well, no, you don't. Like, how do you don't need to stop- force yourself they- to watch TV. He doesn't need to force himself to drink a drug. Maybe she's not making coffee because she's breastfeeding and he's decided to be on her bandwagon with it um no I asked that and and that's not it but they are often going out and they'll buy one when they're out so his point Uh was like no we need to buy beans so we don't buy them out because it's a waste of money funny thing hey like I've got these really cute cafes just a bike ride with a helmet down 500 (laughs) meters down my road 
but I never go because I have my own coffee machine. So I was just telling our friend Georgie about that. Like, like the I, Broncos were at the cafe down the road this morning and I didn't even go. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, <laughs> the, the days have gone where I'd be like scooting off down there. You and Dan, your eyelashes. I said mm. to Dan, oh, I'm in a, quite a, an outfit that they might notice me. I have in my onesie with three socks in there. I look like such a good geek. <laughs> and then it's just so funny how like there's no way I would want to go down there. But 20 mm. years ago, I would mm, be first. You would have yeah. been the first one there. Gorilla Um, Yeah, no, I mean, you don't need to make yourself watch TV, at least. You're not missing out on anything. No, I just, love, I, I just love, like a good book, I love it when I find something that I love watching. So are you booking at the moment? I've got three next to my So bed. how are you reading and, and watching? I haven't for the oh. last, I've only just started this show like two days ago, and I haven't um, read, and I... I'm having a real problem actually because I've been given multiple books. I've started one, don't can't get into it, can't get grips. What is it? The Diamond something. We talked about it last oh. time. It's about oh. um a sniper, a female sniper in the mm-hmm. war, I want to say. I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. Started it, can't sort of get really massively into it. Started a your author. Who's your author that you like? Sally. Started one of hers. Just don't care. I don't care about the story yet. Stop. What is the story? What's it called? Like the stepmother or something? Oh my gosh. I just don't so care. So I've actually got a problem and I'm backtracking because I am watching TV. I'm watching from six o'clock the amazing night with race. my kids. No, the oh. tennis. Oh, well, that's, And I'm yeah. so bloody pumped that I'm in Australia time zone that I can watch it because I go to bed so early. So I watch like, a, I always watch a really good match. I wish I between, cared about sport more. Fuck. I just love tennis and I've been to the Wimbledon and I've been to the French Open um, and I, I my bucket list. Have you been to both of those? No, Wimbledon, oh. yes. Not French. And I have this like bucket list like thing that I really want to go to the US Open and I really want to go to the Aussie Open. And then Rico goes yesterday. I know, I've got an idea, Mum. Next year we'll go to the US Open and then we'll go to New York. I was like, Good one, Rico. the US Open, you will not be coming. No, Um yeah, and it's a far away d- dream of mine, you know. Like, yeah, God, I love the tennis. I bloody love it. <laughs> but I like the tennis for why I liked Sunday school, and that was to wear a dress. I like the tennis to look at the outfits. Like, that's yeah, I yeah. love it. And I was thinking about how do you the like the outfits? Are... Or, oh, funny you say that because I don't really watch the women, which is really bad. I always watch the men, and I need to watch the women because my friend of mine was messaging me yesterday about like a sixteen-year-old girl that she's rooting for. So I need to get into that. But I watch the men and they always have, is that what you're talking about? Do you like the men's outfits or you mean the women's outfits? Both. So Alcaraz is wearing, um, you won't know who that is, uh, he's number two and he's wearing yellow at the moment and he's quite um, Spanish looking, like dark. Mm-hmm. And I said to Dan the other night, yesterday, like it's so cool, I love seeing what they wear and they wear it throughout the whole tournament. Yeah. I mean, Rafa was always my Rafa fave. was the pick. Was a little a, a little like boost of burst of pink or bright and, highlight or something. Yeah, from memory, he was Nike, right? Nike sponsored him. Was it Nike stuff? Yeah, well yeah. done. I'm pleased you know that. Um, so a friend of mine was like standing at the road in Melbourne, standing to cross the road, and he was right next to her the other day. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so can we have we sort of rounded up some of that chat that we started? I don't really, I can't remember. Did we fi- finish? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, we we left the goals, the the goal slash mis- mission chat for this like for fucking nothing. But I don't. I, I mean, yeah, that's fine. We don't need to. Yeah, my goals are very like don't it's worry. a lifestyle lifestyle goals, goals like just to try. <laughs> Let's just start pretending. Okay, <laughs> my goal is to do a couple of like. Sunshine Coast workouts and be brave enough to do that. Like that yeah, work goals. Those are the work goals. I've got They're work around goals. that. Yeah. yeah, I've got some good work goals. I'm excited about the year ahead with popping into New Zealand and learning about how that's what I need to do to keep me like um, pumped and mm. rejuvenated and focused mm-hmm. and confident and stuff. So that's cool. Um, I was going to kind of talk to you about uh, Christmas time and we I. To talk to my social media before Christmas to talk about like presents and Father Christmas and like um what my kids were going to get and all that kind of thing and how how mm-hmm. I had to navigate the fact that I didn't really want to you know like I was looking at the mum hub 
on Facebook and some <laughs> of the budgets for Christmas presents for their kids is like a thousand dollars and no judgment if that's you and whatever. But when you've got four kids and you just, it's just not, it's not innate in me to spend a thousand dollars on my children. You know, it mm. was quite, quite interesting. Anyway, um, people did say to me, oh, I really want to know like yeah, what, what you end up chat. doing. So mm. what we did is we did a lot of Salvation Army drops of heaps of the kids like the kids have got hardly no toys at all like we got all of our stuff come over from Christchurch so had boxes of books and boxes you realize you don't really need eh? yeah yeah that was a real beauty of moving over here with only Mm -hmm. surfboards and skateboards so um did that and then for their actual Christmas present so they got like for instance Carlos got a $50 fishing rod um, he got a Rubik's cube and he got, so he got the fishing rod from us and then in his center sack were like some grapes and an orange and a Rubik's cube and some boardies and maybe a t-shirt. So that, that was, was in it. the center sack. So, hmm. I, so you, uh, the more I'm learning about being a parent for Christmas is that people do this differentiator between Santa and the parents. What is really difficult is when you've been raised with just a Santa sack, eh? Well, that's exactly my problem. I'm like, what? And yeah. I was you a few years back. But yeah. now with the kids and the fact that I want them to be grateful and to realize that actually mum and dad are buying you something to say Merry Christmas from us as well. I quite like the idea that like the main present would be from us. So this is the theme that people are like, he gets all the credit. I want the credit. Secondly, I'm realizing because Nina's four going, why are you getting dad a present, mum? Like, as in, there's present for dad here, there's a present for the Fong kids, or whatever well, they weren't, but, you know, like, why are they none yeah, for Santa us? Santa given that. Until, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, this confusion. So I understand, mm. Yeah, mm. And Louis got a pair of headphones. Quite I said like to mum, sorry to interrupt. I said to mum, how did you get away with it? Like, you had four of us, and we always had Santa. How did, why didn't we, how did they get away with it? What, get away with what? Just doing Santa. Did we never question? Like we were just. I don't know. Until I, I remember, see. like our cousins did this. What we're doing, like they'd get something. But the thing is, I'm not. My budget it was limited. Like I, I spent maybe a hundred, hundred to a hundred and fifty dollars on each child. Mm. and that was really great. And they really, it was not even a big deal. Like I sort of thought. They got us a, a um in the Santa sack. They also got like a skateboard bag to put their skateboard and pads in because normally they rock up at the skate park with a plastic bag full of that stuff. So I thought that was quite useful and it would like make the garage look tidy too. Mm. Um, Rico, this is what I wanted to talk about really because he was my main. Tana got a wetsuit. He needed a wetsuit, so that was his main present. And Louis got headphones. Mm-hmm. And Rico's main present was my old iPhone, which. Mm. This is going to be a bit of a mic drop on the pod because I know you've been following my journey with phones. So he's 13 and he's in his second year of high school now. So back home, he'd be in his first year, but he's in his second year. And so I went to the Optus and I got a new phone number for him. So it cost me $30 to set up and he's got my old phone. So there's a lot of rules with this phone. Like there's no social media. He's got my own, my same Apple ID. So he can't download any apps or anything. Um, he's allowed the phone to text his friends on the weekend to organize biking and he can have it to listen to Spotify at night or do some research or whatever if he needs it, you know? Um, so I'm not going to lie, throughout this last month has been a really difficult navigation. Watching him on it, thinking, what are you doing? And don't I don't want you to be on it or what? Yeah, and with his, his 16 and 15-year-old uncles who have, permanently attached to their phones and there's no rules or anything around for their their usage in social media and everything um it was quite hard timing and I probably should like because they were here for Christmas too it was like let's just say it was just very confusing and I was like oh I wish I never gave that to you I'm gutted and also the other thing I wanted to discuss is that all the boys got money from their grandparents and they put $200 each and I allowed them to buy a PlayStation so mm-hmm. again with the uncles around how much is around, a PlayStation oh like $890 I paid $90 Whoa. towards it yeah it's the PlayStation okay. 5 and right. like 
the thing is the little boys can't even really use it that's because yeah. I don't let them play Fortnite, and so it's like that we're like thinking why poor little boys but pff, whatever Louis like they will in four years <laughs> mm. anyway Dan went to bed the other night saying oh I don't even know why we've let them do buy this PlayStation and stuff but it's been school holidays so there's been a lot of and also because of the family that have been living with us they 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 love a movie they love they love screens and yeah, it's very different to the way that we um parent and stuff so it's been a whole big learning curve but Dan was like why don't we use it as like a tool so we have so the thing is they're not allowed to play on the this PlayStation until the weekend and they're allowed an hour each person we've popped the PlayStation in the spare room now so mm. at the, over the last month we haven't had a spare room because we've had people staying in it but now we've got a spare room one person's allowed in there to play the game they're not allowed to watch so it's one hour so it's not like zoned into like watching as well um but Dan said like why don't we they've got swimming and after school trainings and stuff mm. if, and they moan all the time mm -hmm. so if they moan they get deduction of their time mm -hmm. and it's just so epic and I'm so proud that we've got we've come together to really and it feels so much more comfortable now has anyone and, had time deducted Rico's had five minutes yesterday, and but I think that was possibly like five minutes per moan. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Okay, five minutes. Per oh moan. dear. I, like, and I, but I just feel like it, my point of telling you guys this is that if you if something doesn't feel quite right for you right now with parenting and and navigating teenagers and navigating tweens or you know difficult like like a girlfriend of mine was talking to me yesterday about how her daughter is going to watch like Mean Girls and the dad was just not happy about that but this is like what they're navigating now is like sh you you have to let them watch these things but you you if you don't as if it doesn't feel right just discuss it with them I don't know but this is the start of them navigating her changing into like a young girl like a a, mm. what do you call it a young adult is that what you call them these days yeah. but it's it's fine to go back on your word like you might you might be it might not be sitting right with you right now like the phone usage like Rico I just he he never has his phone in his bedroom and like it does not go, go to him into his bedroom at all like he knows that that's just not it's not okay and my role modeling leaving my phone out here yeah, is really good. a good example yeah. And so remember, we are the boss. At the end of the day, we're parents, and we might make mistakes. With you, you might, you, you, but you can always go back on your parenting and re, yeah, reestablish, re yeah, routines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a rigmarole. Going back to like these freaking videos that I'm seeing, and then I actually saw Zoe Foster Blake. She's the CEO founder of Go To Skincare. Hamish Blake, that kind of Aussie comedian, you must know, him, yeah, or host. Um, his wife. And she addressed it, and I haven't listened, but she was addressing the trend of these young, young girls just spending up a storm. It's called, in America, I think it's America, they call it Sephora culture because Sephora is that makeup shop, skincare shop, whatever, like a Mecca, but Sephora. And just these young girls, like Rico's age and younger, like Louis to Rico's age, that are just, that's they spend their money. And I mean, I see it when I go into Mecca, there's tons of young girls in there. And they're buying skincare and like some of its active retinols and all this shit. Oh, and it's gosh. this trend. And like, and then I somehow get, yeah, I somehow get onto this chick who must starting her first day of high school and she's get ready with me and she's applying all her shit. Stop. And I just think, man, by the time Nina is 10, what is the state of the world? Everything mm. will be fake because it will be produced by AI. What even is AI? What is AI? I've never heard of it. <laughs> so, what's what, AI? Artificial intelligence. You have heard of it. Mm, no, I haven't. <laughs> so AI, oh AI is so there. Are, so so now AI can produce a filter that makes you look like Taylor Swift. I mean, exactly like Taylor Swift. AI. There's a. It came last year. AI has been in the pro in the. I mean, I know nothing about it, but let me just say that it has been in the pipeline for me for a few years. But last year, ChatGBT, I told you about this, was this ChatGPT or GBT, I can't remember. It's a platform that basically you type in anything and it will give you something. Oh, I move it. Mama told me about this, a marketing lady at the yeah. drinks we had. She yeah. said you should just look it into it. I'm like, oh, it sounds so unauthentic. So you can, no, I know, but you can go give me a 
leg workout for a 40 year old who likes to work out to her cycle she's at this point of her cycle um heavy leg day and wow. it will spit out a workout for you you wow. can say give me a caption for my instagram post about this this It'll is write just something. beyond me like, so like i don't know that, yeah well that sort of got real gained i think quite a lot of hype and popularity last year and now it's just like it's just can i just like say something and i know that this i'd not <sighs> I just really think social media should not be available for little for children under sixteen. Possibly, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say something, and then next year I've completely changed my tune. But right now, if you have, if your child has got social media on their device or phone, and you don't feel that great about it, this is where where I'm saying it's okay to like go. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've stuffed up. I'm not happy about you having this platform. I'm going to take it off you. Yeah. Well, they might be fine with it, in which case they can. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're not fine with it. But like, yeah, I just like, I hope that Neens does not have social media at 10. I honestly think that the later I heard who was it, was it Matthew McConaughey or Ryan Reynolds or something talking about like the later that you can expose them to it, the better. And I mean, as a full-grown adult, you can see how harmful it is. So, of course, like as in my books, as late as possible for me, as mm. that's what I'm saying today. So, ask me in. It's a, hard a year because she wants to do dancing. Like you know, oh my god. Um. So this is the other thing I, I didn't know this but so Rico and Louis Louis shouldn't even be allowed to play Fortnite apparently it says 13 but Rico is playing Fortnite and Louis is as well um that's their game of choice so if they're on the PlayStation that's what they're playing I did not know this, this is I don't really know what is in Fortnite like neither do I it, yeah I mean it just looks like the normal game to me it's colorful yeah. and bright and you shoot people but don't you shoot people and like you eat people in Pac-Man what's the fucking difference you so eat I, Pac-Man. so I think is was Fortnite one of the first ones that you like play with anyone across the world so you can like talk to other players and stuff so is therefore are you exposed to kind of that Yes, you are. So they yeah. play with their friends, though. We've yeah. also made that clear that they're not to play with random people. But I don't know yeah. how easy that is. It probably is. I, I think it is. Know, I think Dan and I are so dumb to this. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing that I had was absolutely mind blowing, and this might be completely a bit like the uh, flies, um, fucking maggots. Ignorant. So my friend, who's a psychi- psychologist, psychologist, said to me last week that they have people employed, psych- psychologists in- employed who work for Fortnite to make it addictive. Oh, Do you course. even know that? Well, that's what social media is. So the same with Facebook. Okay. Well, I just don't really know this kind of shit. So anyway, I said to the boys, so th- there was a time where we were, they were buying shit with their pocket money. They get $5 a week. No, $2.50. They get, recon get $5 a week. They were using their bank card to buy, to go up levels. It's called, I don't yeah. even know what it's called. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so we've gone to them you, if you play it. that, there is absolutely no way you're buying shit. So that's good. That's completely put a stop to that. Mm. But fuck, I looked at his bank account yesterday. I said, you spent $29.95 on, is it called V-Bucks or something? I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. And like, what an absolute, but it's really good because I think he's realized now, what a fucking waste of money. And thank God, as parents, we stopped that before it became out of hand. I know. We'll have a lot of listeners who have real gaming kids and like whatever, no judgment. But well, I'm sure it is for some people I'm sure it's just no big deal. And then for others, I'm sure it's quite a stress, eh? So it's a real hard one. And especially made even harder by not wanting to be a sh- boring mom and not wanting to be the one that's like such a hard mother compared to the mothers of the other kids and like the you know, comparing themselves with their friends, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like we grew up often feeling hard done by as if our friends were allowed to do other shit that we weren't. And at the time it sucked, but now I'm grateful. I, yeah, I don't want anyone to feel like I'm not judging anyone that has got like big time gaming family. Like it's just the way that this is just our opinion. This is just my family and what we think doesn't, it doesn't help our children. My children, it it, it affects negatively. Like my kids are outside kids and that's what Mm. works for our family. So yeah, again, I'm not being a judgmental bitch if, 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 you know, Um, but 
one thing mum always said is I'm not your friend, I'm your mother. And yeah. and, and that was, has stuck with me. And like, I, the same with my kids' friends, like um, we have a lot of people coming in around our area, a lot of kids. And I've, you know, I've set rules because I'm not just going to let them all wander in and walk up and down the hallway and shoes off, you know, like I've got rules and I don't care. Like that's fine. And I know as a used to be teacher that kids actually thrive off like routine and discipline. And so, and boundaries. So for me, that's, you know, it's really important that I'm not their friend, I'm their mother and I'm mm -hmm. doing my our best job to, help them I'm not trying to like do it to piss them off parenting is a ride like parenting is super hard and I feel like we're on day two of this term and I, I said to Dan last night I like the, our family left on Saturday so it was a month of sort of you know navigating parenting my kids with these other teenagers that we've mm -hmm. got different parenting styles mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I finally feel like last night yeah we're back and like we know what we're doing with our kids and it's all feeling like it's flowing again Mm -hmm. It's crazy, eh? Mm, so I don't hard. feel like it's flowing here, but um, <laughs> I don't know if I ever have yet. I don't think so. Oh, I was just deleting. No, I don't making mean... space on my camera roll, and I was just deleting like old shit, looking at Bo when he was born and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, that was hard. But maybe it's harder today. That's weird. Didn't pick that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be like that every year. Um. Okay. Oh, we're winding, funny, winding yeah. up. Yeah. I just look at my list. I've just got, um, I've talked about devices. I've talked about school holidays, challenges, power of exercise. Yep. Um, what else? Is that all then? Okay, cool. There were a few things Back I was going to talk about. Yeah. We haven't talked about poo this pod, which is great. <laughs> yeah. No, no um, ablution chat, no bodily function chat at all. I don't, oh, a little bit on periods. We'll stop. We won't continue. No. Okay. <laughs> um, my sparkle spreader is um, we we have a really sick family member in hospital at the moment, and it's really I before the podcast I was like, oh, are we going to have anything in us to talk? I'll cry if I go any further. Will you? No, I'm not. I'm trying not to think about it. Okay. So, but anyway, like. Based on I was that. talking to mum about this last night, like it's really hard having a social media presence and when there's stuff going on behind the scenes and you have to try and like just do put it work, aside it and do, yeah. and, and it's my business. So I did a lot of social media the last few days Yeah, and I, I feel like possibly it, it's not, it might not go down well, but I need to differentiate. Oh no. Family. no. Yeah. 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 But then I started watching that show and then I was like, you only live once. I am going to try giving up dairy <laughs> because my fucking stomach gives me so much grief. <laughs> so apart from a drop of milk in my coffee, I'm not drink, eating or having dairy. And I don't feel like a drop of milk is, I feel like that's fine. I think it's because I eat a lot of Greek yogurt, I eat a lot of cottage cheese, whatever. And I, the more I read and listen to things about dairy, I think I'll give it a go. And I also, you haven't noticed, and no one has, that I dyed my hair brown. Oh, my gosh. I was just about to say, and you're going to dye your hair brown. And it is brown, and I love it. So. It's not, it just looks quite similar to when you didn't have streaks. Yeah, yeah, so I love it. And the funny, yeah, I love that I did that because on Sunday night, I literally was like, to, I said to Dora, I want her hair. She's the main chick on the cat on the on the thing. She's super beautiful. And he goes, Babe, you don't really have a face for that. I cannot believe he Did you just hear me? Yeah, my mother told me that he said that. Hello, he said he wasn't that sounds very asshole on repeat. He 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 wasn't being as bad as that sounds. He just he in his foreign way, he's just like, Oh, you've got quite a different face though. Yeah, and like she was quite dark, right? And anyway, so that Sunday right. night and I text our hairdresser and I say, Can I book in? She's like, pretty much no, but you could come at seven o'clock tomorrow night. I said, Yep, cool. Can you make me brunette? <laughs> and she didn't question it at all. Anyway, long story is short is that she wouldn't do a permanent block brunette. She was like, if you hate it, I don't want to be like you've asked her to cut all your hair off. And she's told me thousands of times, I will not cut your hair off, Lisa. If you want to do this in a year, we'll try again. But um, 
no won't. she told me she would never do it so yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah pretty much she told me that last night anyway um she did this thing called like a gloss color which went everywhere but it means that the highlights will kind of come through a bit but everything is just a bit darker and it's not so I can gradually go darker and darker you know but I'm so stoked that I did that in a day and do you think you'll go do the block color next time then so no she'll do the same kind of thing but she'll make it darker you can make it a darker color I think so, so. Cool. I unless think I get you... to if I get to the winter feeling super pasty maybe I'll change but I feel like I'll just invest in a face tan oil or a spray tan that you were or gonna get a spray tan every fortnight yeah anyway that's my sparkle sweater I thought you might have got a spray tan today when you went and got your nails done, but no, oh, no, no, you look no. quite brown these days. You've been in the sun. Uh, okay, so yeah. um, my sparkle spreader is that I now wear a helmet when I bike. <laughs> so yesterday you did that story, and then my first thought was like, oh dear, there'll be haters that tell you to get off your phone when you're on the bike now. Oh, far out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so since we discussed that, um, Every time I've gone on my bike, even if it was 500 down the street, I put a helmet on because Dan actually said to me, well, if if you need, we need to role model because Much I just like keep, the phone keep, charger. Yes. I keep seeing children around the street, not children on bikes with no helmets. Yeah, not children both. on yeah. bikes. And, and I said, that's, and he said, well, uh, you know, and the boys were listening to me saying how that's not good. And then Louis said, well, why don't you wear your helmet now? So I've been wearing a helmet and it, it, I'm feeling really you know, last week without the helmet, I felt really rebellious. This week with my helmet on, when I pass people, I feel really responsible. Yeah. Good. It feels good. Yeah. So good. I haven't, I haven't tried Coke this week. Uh, I haven't <laughs> changed. I haven't um, supplemented the no helmet to something incredibly naughty. <laughs> I'm pure and innocent as they come. She is wearing a two-piece though, which have you seen the reels flying around yeah. about? Is it a two-piece or is it a pajama set? I know. I feel like Dan told me that I was, a, what did he say this? He said I was safari. I was like a. I reckon you could be. Oh, like, island girl. An uh, island the girl. staff at a Fiji resort. That's what he said. Are you an island girl? <laughs> I really like it. That's and now I kind of wish I didn't buy it. I was No, it's very safari. cool. No, you weren't. You were with, maybe with mum. I really like it. And um, I really like that whole vibe. But How I just, good? Is the shopping in Christchurch? Well, not good when you've got to move at Mama Party in two weeks and you can't find a dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's yeah. quite fun. Yeah, it's fun. Mm. I love it's... Christchurch City and how easy and cool it is. Um, okay, yeah, all right. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week as we debunk, demyth, de mum mum. Oh, this is one thing. I know that I, she corrected yeah, us. And I and then when when she said that <laughs> last night, I, I suddenly thought, oh dear, she listened to that podcast. I just <laughs> And I was talking to Shah at the time. I said, Oh no. And then I told Shah what, what we did to discuss. And and then actually, can we just talk on that? So mm-hmm. Emma Twig Googled multiple orgasms. Oh, yeah, I've got a report back. Yeah, yeah. And apparently it's like consecutive straight like it's not no no and it made me think maybe I don't know what one is but I do do in a in a session I will yeah so I'm not looking at you because I'm looking at Anna's message but um she she listened she said great job loved the chat also loved how Lisa was a little uncomfortable with it (laughs) but this is the part we missed this is the part we missed that we didn't quite articulate. Multiple orgasms are repeat orgasms in the same sexual encounter. That's, That's all. what I thought. Yeah. Thank so you. Whether the that same... is no, but for some it's people, it's, for some people, it's back to back in ten seconds. For some people, it's five to ten minutes apart, and so on. Right? Okay. And funny how we're all different our bodies. Eh? But I, I said that's hilarious because that was the kind of words that we couldn't quite articulate, but we know that's we, we know that. Knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um and did you know that they're unique to females? Men cannot have them, which doesn't surprise no, me because they no. yeah. Thank um, God. They would love to, but they can't. <laughs> Thank God. Hey, for um, a long time. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's interesting how everybody's body responds differently to stuff like that, eh? Like if I waited too long, it wouldn't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Are you um, like that? Um, how long's too long? Uh, even like a couple of minutes. Oh no, fine. 
fine. Cool. Interesting. It's um, so interesting. But this now reminds me. So of Emma, when I was time. telling the exacerbate thing, oh yeah, yeah. But the exacerbate thing, when she, when that came through, I was on the phone, FaceTime to Shah, and when I told them, they just absolutely like Emma just cracked up and couldn't believe it. It's where you discussed that. So, I, and then I just thought of Mum, and I thought, and you know, Mum just sits one word. She texts me, it's exacerbate, and and I'm like what are you talking about? Because I didn't really. And then she said the podcast. I was like, okay, great. She Thanks. came over She came over to visit yesterday afternoon and then she said, oh, I listened to half the podcast on the way over. And I was like, oh, okay. So, and then she texted me the evening. So on the way home, she listened to the rest of it. I said, oh. you, was that a difficult listen, mum? She said, no, I enjoyed it. Oh, and, um, dear. But it just made me think of a friend of ours that we were speaking to that I won't name was talking about the noise of someone's orgasm. And she was like, I re- don't you reckon that the noise same... Noise of the no- man or the no, noise the of woman, the woman? Just, this is in the context of women. Like, do, she reckons that the noise that she makes when she finishes um, a really hard rep of a weight move is her orgasm noise. She reckons yeah. they're the same. And I was like, you know what? I reckon you're right. Yeah. And then and she's I, like, 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 she I just... can't unhear it. And I remember like... You know, I know I've listened to people take workouts before and thought, oh, sounds yeah, that likely. sounds a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also know. when I did that filming of that for the website and I lay on my mat and we're like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny, eh? Funny. Um, okay. Yeah. I, anyway. I, I always linger the end of this podcast, eh? Like I linger. Like I do that in real life. Like if we're talking together and uh, you're about to say goodbye and leave my house, I will Half an hour to end, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. All right. Okay. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye.